Hey everyone. Thank you for listening to Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam, back with another episode. I am dancing right now because I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood because this energy that's been given to me, I don't want to lose it. I want to hold on to it, but I want to transfer it over to y'all because I feel like it's important. Um, as always, thank you all for listening. If this is your first rodeo, welcome, welcome, welcome. I talk about life. I talk about challenges. I talk about good things. I talk about insights. I talk about resources. I talk about a little bit of everything, mostly the things that, you know, we don't always get access to, but my goal is to be um, connected through you or to you all because of the things that likely we might both share. So thank you so much for listening. Definitely go ahead and share this podcast. Let other people know about it because it definitely makes me um, feel more connected to you, that you appreciate what I'm doing enough to recommend it to someone else or your audience. Um, today, I want to talk about being authentically, living authentically you, tapping into the interworkings of yourself, the uniqueness that is yourself. Um, this is something that I couldn't confidently say that I've done my entire life um, because I was definitely influenced by a lot of different things. I think all of us are definitely influenced by things because of how just life trickles in and, and things that happen because of life. And so what it does, it causes us to react, which then causes us to kind of divert further from where we originally want to be. And then we, we deal with this kind of spiral where we're like, Ooh, this is not something I would have done for myself or done in this way, but because of life is why I'm here. And I want to recommend, or hopefully through talking to you guys about me finding different ways or reminding myself, or just in general, being authentically me, um, you know, how to do that. So we're going to get, you know, tangible here. We're going to find different ways to make sure that we can be on track and make sure that we share, you know, our, our authenticity with the world, our uniqueness with the world, because I do feel like we are all destined to be here to impact different parts in different ways. But if we overlook ourselves or we don't pay attention to those things, we can't bring those things to the table. We can't enjoy those pieces. And so it's so important that we never forget how beautifully unique we are and find ways to share that. So we're going to get into this. Okay, cool. So now that we got all of the boring stuff out of the way, aka how Sam makes money but really doesn't bank off of this, <laughs> um, let's talk about being authentic. Let's talk about being genuine. Let's talk about being ourselves. Let's talk about all of that good stuff. So one of the things that I've kind of experienced over time is, you know, when you're a child, you're kind of observing life and th those around you who impact you, who are there for you, who are around, whether it be friends or family, whatever. And it's easy to maybe look at their lives as an example, as a way of doing things, as a way if you're right or you're wrong, if you're on the right track, if you're still trying to figure out things, it's a really great way to kind of be the gauge. They help you help you as far as being the gauge of where you should be and where you shouldn't be. Um, they're the light in a lot of times. So that way you can kind of feel more secure because you have someone else that you can rely on or relate to. Now, at certain points of your life, I'm more than sure you can probably connect with this. You probably have had that conversation with yourself or thought to yourself like, there's a part of me that's a little bit different or there's a part of me who actually likes something that's outside of maybe what my parents like. Now, because of that, 
that is a part of your uniqueness. That's a part of your value. That's a part of just your approach that genuinely makes almost like it makes kind of, it disrupts everything. That's really what it is. Disrupts a life that is naturally normally yours. What you're drawn to, what you're interested in is your uniqueness. This is how you, you know, are outside that bubble. Now there's so much beauty in being outside the bubble, whether it be liking a certain color, being someone who draws, being someone who likes athlete, being athletic, that uniqueness is, is given to you as a gift. Now, <clears throat> as you grow older, the, the goal I mean, for some of us, we probably still are very influenced um, by other things, external things, but there's always this unique fire that burns within us. And sometimes we do things to add to that fire. And sometimes we do things that take away to that fire. So, you know, I had a lot of pressure growing up as far as getting involved. And I'm still very much an introvert, very much liking to be, um, without the crowds and the chaos. And one of the things in high school, um, my sister was like, you need to get involved with the club. You need to make sure that you're, you're, you know, you're taking advantage of clubs and organizations and coming from an immigrant background. Um, that's one of the things that, you know, they always recommend is just being involved because that gains access to, you know, information and opportunities and it gets you seen and it becomes like your, your background becomes more dynamic because you can add that you're part of this group and this club and da, da, da. So what that does, you become a better sell, you know, as far as schooling goes and opportunities go. So she's pushing me, pushing me, pushing me to get into these clubs and do all these different things. And she's like, what are you going to do? Because it's been three years and you haven't done anything. You haven't participated in anything. I was quite fine with that. I honestly did not want any sort. I didn't want to be a part of nothing. Do not count me in. Do not look for me. Do not ask me about math, about any kind of club cheerleading, you name it. I'll sit back and watch. I'm fine with coasting through. So towards the end of junior year, I ended up kind of saying, well, if I have to be in a club, I'd rather start one. So that's where I started my first club. I was the captain, helped with the moves. I brought someone in, um, you know, to help us because of what they said their background was. And for all the girls who participated in Revamped 2008, will completely understand and laugh at the chaos, the chaos that Sam basically invited. Actually, I don't think I invited her in. Someone else who was chaos brought her in. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was someone else. It, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was someone else. Okay. I, I removed the credit. I'm not taking credit for this because she was literally bipolar, like diagnosed. Yeah, we we didn't know. We were young, we were dumb, we were blind, we were hopeful, we were looking for someone fresh and different and, and new and this and that. So um it was it was quite quite the scene. Anyways, so bring someone in, we appeared at um a the pep rally, one of the pep rallies. Now, mind you, life is crazy because I just so happened for the first time picked an elective that would get me into the events um, department. And I really, really loved it. I loved events. I love throwing different things. I love knowing, I love planning. I love deciding. I love understanding. And the events coordinator really enjoyed me as well too. So it was like a win-win. We both really, you know, worked with each other and it really went well. Um, but I, that's what really got us in the door of being able to do this pep rally. Now I want to be honest with you guys. I was scared shitless, scared shitless. I, like blackout, like blackout, meaning 
I don't, I can't tell you, I can't, I cannot tell you what the full range of events, because I was alert, I was there, but it, it just, everything seems quiet. It just seems quiet, completely quiet. I don't know if they cheered for us. I don't know if they booed. I don't know if they were just quiet. I can't tell you what the reaction was. All I remember is I, you know, got a teacher to get us to, um, to, he was a DJ. So he was able to cut and screw and screw, um, the music so that we could have custom music for the dance routine that we were doing, which wasn't that long. Um, we ended up at the last minute doing the dance routine, um, you know, because it was a hit or miss that we were going to get in, but there was a, another girl who, um, I don't even know why I'm mentioning her, but another girl was a part of another team who, quote unquote, was like, she infiltrated us. She got in, learned a dance groove and was like, "Eh, I don't think I want to do this. And we were like, what? She ended up going back with the other team. So it was it was hot drama mess. But anyways, um, I don't remember that moment. I honestly don't remember. I barely remember the photos. I I remember bits and pieces, but um, it's very interesting because, again, I'm not an extrovert. I don't like public speaking. I don't like being in front of crowds, but it's honestly, it's not me who is there. <laughs> not me talking to you guys right now by myself in my room. It's not that person. It's my alter ego. It has to be my alter ego because she's the one who's carried me through in different places. Now, I want to touch on alter egos and what that means. So what I mean by alter ego, I don't mean that I become a goddess of some sort or um, some sort of like vixen or anything like that. What that means is there's another level within me that carries me through or steps in and kind of says like, don't worry, just hold my hand and I'll walk you through this and we'll get through this. Um, because naturally I don't gravitate to those things, but that version of me is always knocking at that door and is always like, you can do this. You just have to trust me, let go and trust me. And I believe that's God. And there's been plenty of occasions where I've stepped up to a mic, um, interview. I, I've had all these blackout sessions. Where <laughs> I honestly back out, but it, it proves my point of just because you're living authentically doesn't necessarily mean it comes natural or it feels comfortable. Now, I don't want to make it seem like I become paralyzed and I regret it. I don't regret any of these things. I just personally, like at this very moment, don't always have the same um, momentum and energy and, you know, energy to just say, oh, sure, I want to jump into this right now, doing this here, this very moment. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't operate from that space. But when that time comes up, I do recognize that. Um, another instance, since we're just talking about like throwing ourselves out there, um, a couple years back, right before the pandemic, I went to a conference, a women-led conference, um, Grace Hopper Celebration, for those of you who've ever known about it. I didn't know about it until they invited me and gave me free tickets of how expensive it is and how important it is and just how impactful it is to women's lives. So if you haven't already, definitely check that out. Grace Hopper Celebration. They had it in Orlando. I'm not sure. They had it virtually, I believe, the last two years. Um, it happens usually in October, if I'm not mistaken. And it was, it's a huge thing. It's not like little at all. It's Netflix, it's Apple, it's these major players in the, the Spotify, you name it, in these different arenas. It's about tech. It's about, you know, changing lives. It's about the reality of, you know, the glass ceiling and the things that we face and our perspective and color. And they represent all different shades, all different spectrums. And one of the, um, the seminars I went to was imposter syndrome. 
talking about imposter syndrome and this woman in tech who faces with um, faces imposter syndrome and she um you know talks about her experience and her relationship and in the end she's like okay are there any questions or any comments no one said anything <laughs> after giving this whole like 25 minute presentation everyone just kind of I'm a imposter. I'm here because I understand I'm, I'm your part of you, but I don't feel like I deserve to be here in the same space. So I was the first to get up and break the ice and kind of say, listen, I'm dealing with it right now at this very moment. And I understand it so well. And I just want to commend you and just say, thank you for being here because representing representation matters, regardless if it's just only color. It doesn't only exist in that space of just my emotions, my anxiety, hearing about Summer Walker and her dealing with um, anxiety and just not feeling comfortable in the public eye is also very relatable for me, you know, and it, it made me go down this rabbit hole where I was trying to learn a little bit more. I believe she has um, a podcast talking about it. So I definitely want to check that out. But you know, just understanding that there's co there's connectivity when you are coming from an authentic space. Uh, it just feels so, so enjoyable because you feel less alone. Hence why I have this podcast, because I know there are people out there who can relate to me. You know, in high school, it was very important for me to do something for myself because I wanted to show myself and I also didn't agree with what was already there. So there was a part of me wanting to stand up for something different, something new. And the other part was like, you have something to contribute. You can be authentically you and it'd be valuable. Now, I will tell you, we never performed again. That was it. In nine times out of 10, it was mostly me because I was like, oh, scared shitless. First of all, let's start there. Okay. Let's talk about the fear that existed in just even starting in the first place. And then second of all, I realized that wasn't my thing. <laughs> that was not, that was not something that I wanted to do long-term. Um, <clears throat> but one thing about me, I've explored different aspects of my curiosity and it's crazy because now I'm talking to other um, parents about, you know, giving your children the playground that they need to be able to explore the things that they like and they're interested about. So they be, can, can either become attached to it or enjoy the cause, like all of those little pieces. Like it's, it's so important that we intertwine that and we make sure that those things are represented. So, you know, I'm grateful for my sister for giving me that push because I definitely wouldn't have done it without her nagging me. Um, and I know she's probably wouldn't, she doesn't even know this, but, <clears throat> um, she is a, a, a big part of my strength, you know, and that I def definitely appreciate her seeing things and pushing me and stuff like that. Um, so high school came around still trying to figure out my own voice. I have been gracious enough to do some very, what I would consider outlandish things, meaning, some of my fashion choices, very questionable, very questionable. Um, but they're important too, because they hold so much weight to my personality. I think when you choose to color your hair or you choose to, to show how you feel internally, externally through, you know, making your face a work of art or, you know, adding tattoos that design your life or have meaning to you or have purpose or all of those sort of things, it certainly, certainly 
calls for, you know, you to be even more aligned with who you want to be. And I think that's so beautiful. I think that's so important. Now, there's many times I think that when you're exploring who you are, who you think that you are, um, you, you make some wrong turns. I have a photo of something where I made the wrong turn that as I was going out, honestly, it was just about being lazy. I, you know, as a woman, um, for me being feminine and being expressive with my, my, how I looked and stuff like that, there was a period where I was very meticulous about my outfits and what I wore and what I put together. And even now I have my moments. Um, but now that I'm a lot, a little bit wider, it's a little bit more challenging to be as meticulous because clothes don't fit how they're intended to fit or they don't look, they don't wear very well. Um, but anyways, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. That's a whole nother thing. Cause that's more about wellness than anything else. Um, but yeah, I was very meticulous about what I wore and knowing that everywhere I went. So this is prior to social media. I mean, there was, there was Facebook, there was MySpace, but meaning like that, the, the audience that you get through, through social media. So, you know, I was expressing myself and I was very conscious because I knew the photos that I would put that up or would have, you know, evidence of, that I repeated it or I looked exactly the same, like same hairstyle, same earrings, because certain things are just go-tos. They just felt comfortable. They felt easy. It was not a problem. Just get into it. But now more than ever, I'm like, bump that. I can't, I can't be that girl. So I decided to, to, you know, when you have a, a simple piece and you try to make it more like in a certain style, whether it be dressed up or dressed down or contemporary or punk. And I tried to make it more punk. And I immediately regretted it. Like as I was going out, I was like, Ugh. and then we ended up taking a photo. Like as we got to the restaurant, and I was like, this is stupid. I look stupid. Like it completely hit me right there. So every time I see that photo, it's a reminder of like, we went in the wrong direction over there and we should have circled back. We should have just not guessed ourselves. So in that experience, you you learn your limitations. You also learn like, what you're really good at, what you're struggling through, what you need to be better at. And those are moments like I'll never forget in my life. Every time I see that photo, I'm like, you just, you went in, you, you, you did too much. You did too much. You really did too much, but it's okay because that's a part of our growth. There's moments where I'm like, I would wear that today, today, that same head to toe today. The only thing I think I would have liked to at a younger sense of years to get better or get more into would have been like makeup. Um, I was very hesitant about makeup because I didn't, I wasn't comfortable with it completely yet. And it wasn't my, you know, I didn't gravitate to it. A lot of the people in around me as well were not very big in makeup as well. Maybe mascara, maybe eyeliner, but not even really a wing. It was kind of like a, a flick, <laughs> but that's the only thing I would have probably enjoyed getting into a little bit more. Um, and then also it's just hot you know, here in Florida. So it's, it's really hot, but, um, that's the only thing I think I would have, like, I was screaming inside to know better and be better at, but I wasn't confident in that. So I just rarely took those chances. Um, but I, I am very proud of who I've evolved into, um, you know, being authentically you 
is an it's a journey. It's an experience. Every moment you get to learn about yourself a little bit more. And as I've grown up, fashion's always been something that I truly cared about. And I, I kind of forgot about that in the last couple of years, only because my shift has gone into other things, like other expensive hobbies. <laughs> like interior design, which has been taking up my money. Um, DIYing, which also is a, it's like a big science experiment, but like, you know, it's, it's expensive because you may buy something for a project you'll never buy again. I just have these buckets that I go through. So whether it be cooking. So at one point during the pandemic, I was like, I need another hobby or I need a hobby because this is boring. Um, I went into cake decorating again. So I had done that when I was younger, just, just revisiting, certain pieces of myself. And it's been interesting. It's been fun. It's been, you know, a learning lesson of like, maybe there's certain things I just need to give up. Now, the reason why I say this whole process of being authentic and learning who you are authentically, why I say that certain things may be expensive or really challenging is because that's the reality. But more than anything else, it is about the effort in which you put into those things and the expectations you give those things. Now, I was cake decorating because I wanted to compete with or think to think I could compete with others in the cake decorating space. Now, what ended up happening is that I just I did not understand the assignment. <laughs> I did not understand the assignment, the tips, the tricks with the buttercream and making sure it sets again. So before you put the fondant, there's a lot of pieces that I just didn't understand the assignment um, and I was struggling through. And I, you know, I didn't, I don't think I've ever really appreciated my kind of playground phase of life of just trying to figure out what I like, what I don't like, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, what I'm learning through, what I enjoy doing, even though it's not that great. Like I've heard people say like, I love to sing, but I can't sing. And it's like, to me, I would never do something that I know I I can't do, like, or I don't do well. And I learned from those people because they're being authentic. They're authentically listening to themselves as far as what they like. And they know their limitations. They know they are not necessarily the the best person at it. But it's the joy that that experience gives them and makes them feel like themselves or more of themselves that matters more than anything else. And that I found I find to be so commendable that no matter what, you're still leaning on this joy than anything else not the expectations of others, not even the expectations of yourself, but just the experience, just to know like it's fun and I do it because it's fucking fun and that's all that matters. That to me is like, oh, I I approached it from the wrong angle and the, the wrong expectation and I've learned that and I respect that and I understand that I need to redirect that sort of feeling. Um, having just a little bit more freedom, giving myself a little bit more freedom because I can be very strict, very stuck up, very like, because it's a perfectionism in me that I've been fighting, fighting my whole entire life on. Um, But also, you know, having this freeness of like the world is your oyster, just, it, it just, it warms my heart because it gives me hope that um, I can explore a piece of me that I don't get to explore all the time. Recently, I've been slowly getting back into fashion um, simply because things have caught my eye. I think, you know, as you start to develop 
who you are and who you want to be, you go through these pits, these highs and these lows of like versions of you or um, situations that you go through and you're like, I'm into that again. Oh, okay, cool. You know, like I'm learning a little bit more about myself and the things that I like, and I'm leaning more into those things and exploring more of those things only because it's my concerns are different. Like now I'm more concerned that, you know, with this whole idea of like this year of, you know, showing myself my worth externally, not just you know, through positive self-talk and praying and affirmations and, and, and meditation. Um, but just this, this visual representation of my uniqueness, my authenticity, um, is so, it's so important to me. And I'm in so, I'm so inspired by those around me. I'm so inspired by their choices, um, their uniqueness, um, just their impact with me is so important and maintaining my sense of self. So, you know, when you are authentically you, a lot of things can sometimes get in the way of that simply because like I said, life happens, but mostly because we, we write it off like, oh, that's not important. That's not a priority doing my hair or, you know, getting my feet done or investing in therapy. Like that's not important. Um, but it's one of those things where, over time, it becomes a regular. If you you redirect your behavior to represent that. Now, that's one thing that I will tell you takes a while, adopting a new habit. So I'm going to share something with y'all. So I talked about this dance group. I talked about, you know, going out a lot and I would go out, not just to go out and stand. Like I like to dance. I'd like to experience, I wouldn't say the nightlife because there's some crazy people in this fucking world. And even now there's some crazy people. Um, but the idea of expressing yourself through movement and that's more than anything else. Like I love to dance, but like as a performance, not like a choreograph, whatever, whatever, but like you're, you're dancing and you're singing to the audience. Like you're doing it because that music is directing your body. And that's something I've let go of for a while now. I can't tell you the last time I went out. Um, but even if it's not in that capacity, I'm okay with it. Cause I was definitely the person who was like, Oh, I'm at the party or at the club, but I'm in the cut. Like I'm in the back. I'm not dancing for the, for the, I'm not dancing. Like you see in some of these music uh, movies where like, it's like a dance battle and she's in the middle and she's just cutting up and she's doing her thing. That's not, that was, <laughs> that was never me. And anybody who was with you, with me around me, just, they didn't get that. Um, hilarious. I, me in the mill, girl, bye. I was on the wall somewhere. I was probably by the bathroom because I need to go 15 times. Um, but it was more of like the idea of like connecting with the artist, that rhythm, that sound and, and expressing that through my body. And that's something I've been wanting to do for a while, revisit for a while. Now I actually even looked into doing, um, um, private dance lessons, but I couldn't really commit with a price point. It was kind of a lot, $70 for an hour. It's quite, it's quite hefty, quite hefty to do a couple dance moves. Um, but I, it didn't matter because I, I was like, I can do this myself. <laughs> like I, the thing about certain things in life, like when it comes to assessing whether or not they provide value to me, I'm always like, can I do this myself? Is this something I need to outsource? And sometimes it's really bad. Like certain things, like what I would love to be able to do outsource is probably like meal prep, like if I could get somebody to come in for a reasonable price. Now that doesn't mean I don't respect the, 
the value of whatever they're providing. Because I think people who provide really good service or who do something that is a convenience, it's really a convenience factor more than anything else. Because I'm not impaired. I could definitely come up with a dance dance routine. And that's probably good. Now that I'm saying it, now that I'm saying it, I'm hearing myself say that I'm going to come up with a dance routine. I'm going to report it to you guys, never show you guys, but just know that I, I'm going to pick a song and I'm going to have a whole routine to it because you know what? That's just crazy. I can do this. But anyways, for those who are providing a service and, and it's, it's allowing, you know, it to be life to be more convenient for others. I respect them getting paid a good amount of money because, you know, you're, you're taking your time to give it to somebody else, you know, so that, that part I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a believer of, but, um, yeah, that, that's, 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 that's for sure. But for me, right now, I think that I need to put myself in a place where I'm allowed to explore things, connect with things that are interesting to me, but also not restrictive. Um, And then also I need to let go of this thought that I have to do it perfectly or I have to get it right in order to do it. Like I need to find better ways to just, just do it. I have this thing. It's like, I call it, it's like when you know you want to get in the pool, I love the pool. First of all, I love the pool. I love the ocean. That's my thing. Anyways, um, when you know you want to get in the pool and you got to jump and you know it's going to be cold, but you jump anyways, I want to get to the jump anyways. Not, oh, but it's hot out here. Why is it not cool in there? And I'll be cool if I was in there. How hot do I need to be so I can jump? No, you just need to jump in. Once you jump in, you're swimming, you get used to the, the water and it doesn't bother you anymore. I need to get past that threshold. And so I know once I get to that point, it'll become easy. I'll be swimming. I just want to swim. I just want to swim. I know this episode is like super fun and kind of different from my like hefty, hefty mode. And I wanted it to be because I felt like, you know, the last couple episodes have been very like jaw dropping, life impactful, heavy, heavy, heavy. But I want to experience more joy. And I talked about that before. And I mean it. I genuinely mean it. And I have been feeding my focus. My focus has been myself more than anything else. Um, and I've been doing more of the things that I like to do and dancing is one of those things. Now that's being authentic to myself. And I think when we are code switching, which for those of you who don't know, I actually just learned about it not too long ago. It essentially means, and this is something I think us who are, you know, of, um, of color, we understand it's very quick. We are in, you know, very easily. Um, when we are in different environments and we can't be ourselves, authentically be ourselves, we code switch in order to make the other individual more comfortable or to represent ourselves based off of the environment that we're currently in. Now, some people get this, some people don't, some people it's obvious, some people do it already and they don't even notice it. It really just depends. Um, I code switch, switch all the time because of my profession and also because of the different you know, version of me that I want to represent depending on where I'm at in life. And, you know, it's interesting because as I've chosen to, you know, change my career a little bit and, and, and kind of like challenge myself, um, I've learned that code switching is what has given me the range that I've needed to represent myself in multiple areas. Now, a lot of people don't express that to us. They don't tell us what code switching is. They don't teach us how to code switch. And I think 
that's why a lot of people are stuck in certain environments because they don't know how to code switch. They don't see the value in it. They don't know how important it is. They don't know how it's a make or break situation. And that's something I want you guys to understand. And when you code switch a lot, it's hard for you to understand who you actually are because you don't know if you you switch over or you're, you're really where you're supposed to be. And that's why it's important to do things that remind you of who you are. And that's why even if it's something as simple, like I bought um, stuff to just do arts and crafts, to just do all these different things that force you to represent yourself in a way that you want to be seen and in a way that you can get excited about. Um, and this is one of my biggest to do's recently is like, I need to just, I'm a big person. Like when I'm going through very, you know, challenging things in life, I love to reset my space, like to just clean it up, introduce something different and just do something new, almost to honor like the new world that I want to welcome in the new direction that I'm in the new, you know, life phase that I'm in. It's just a way for me to just say, okay, I want a visual representation of where my head is at. So right now I'm looking at my desk that is quite a mess. It is not a bad mess. It's not like it's crazy. It's got some mail, chargers, um, some leftover, <laughs> leftover, um, you know, lip balm and just things are a little bit disheveled. Um, but it definitely needs a little bit of love. Same thing goes for my room. I just need to just reinvigorate myself and just, just hone into things that are going to spark, going to spark joy, you know, spark joy and inspiration. I forget what her name is, but anyways, um, you know, but that's my job. That's my job to make sure I connect with that piece and, you know, relate to that piece and give myself that space that I need to be able to buckle down through, you know, things that, are around the corner or things that I've been ignoring or things that I need to pay attention to and things that I've been avoiding, whatever it may be. And my first step, especially even if I'm like, I'm sick. Oh my goodness. If I'm sick, I have to like bleach down everything because get away all the sickness <laughs> that took over my body. But, um, more importantly, I got to just give my space a new look, a new feel, a new something. So I think that's definitely something I'm going to work on. Um, sooner rather than later, probably today. Um, I'm definitely going to learn, I'm going to do a dance choreography for an entire song. Cause I used to have songs that I had dances choreographed to. And my best friend, she will send me those songs every now and then. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, please don't bring me back to that person. Because I, I don't know what we were thinking. We were so determined, like so determined. And I think a lot of my childhood, so let me dial back really quickly. My, a lot of my childhood is was spent with other people. I even though I'm such an introvert, I didn't re, I didn't really have that much time where I was by myself. A lot of the time that I spent with you know in my childhood was, was with someone or multiple people. So it was quite the opposite. But um <clears throat> you know seeing those songs just brought me back to the times where you had Walkmans and you know CD players that would skip like nobody's business. And they would, you know, make your life miserable because you had to walk so slow or so, so leveled in order to listen to the same music. And then you had headphones that you couldn't really pair separate. It was just a hot mess of a life, a hot mess, but very interesting, very resourceful kind of life that you had to live in order to get through it. Um, life's crazy. But <clears throat> through all of that, whether it be changing up my hair, that was another thing too. I loved, love changing up my hair. I love just introducing new styles, doing things from a different perspective. I just loved it. I just always felt like 
why not? You know, like, why not? What's, what's the reason why we won't do this? You know? Um, and more recently, I kind of just let that take a back seat because I'm been looking at like the time that it takes away or the effort, but it was a, a expression, you know? And then I got into makeup. Like, I know it sounds like I'm reminiscing, but I'm using myself as an example to say, look at the years that you've been here. Look at the amount of range that you've given yourself or you've experienced and then review and kind of say, what are some of the things that we're not done yet doing? What are some of the things that we've, we've lost? Some of the things that we've, you know, looked over and we just didn't pay any mind. What about revisiting those things? What about reintroducing the new version of yourself or being more authentic and, and finding that, that peace again? What about that? What about the beauty of just exploring and and tinkering and, you know, enjoying your brain literally needs that place I'm bored. And once you can figure out ways to reconnect that and to make sure that you, you know, explore that, then you can have so much fun. You really, really can. And it's your responsibility. It's definitely something that um, will take a little bit of time. But as soon as you start to develop and understand that, you'll be able to recognize what it takes. So what I would say, my key recommendations when it comes to just doing that is obviously revisiting your past, but then, you know, giving yourself permission to do the things that you're curious about, whether it be going to a concert to listen to somebody live, you know, join a group, a meetup group, you know, looking at a YouTube video of a class or a trade or a skill or something like that. It's just being exploratory until you can start identifying with different things that you enjoy and you appreciate, or you understand a little bit more or spark your interest. They can help you kind of reinvigorate yourself and just put yourself in a place where you feel more authentically you. And then the bottom line is, sorry, the bottom line is, is making sure that the pieces that are authentically you, you don't let those go. You you enjoy those. You create time for those. I'm going to create some time for that that piece of me doing this this routine and you know, I may come back on here laughing about it because it's definitely not as sharp as I once was, but I just think that, you know, that sense of self can carry through code switching. You know, where you can come back and you can be yourself wherever you need. To. You can turn off all of the things that you have to be on for. Um, and it just takes some time. It takes some effort it takes some intention, but the results are life-changing because you get to feel more grounded. You get to feel more whole. You get to feel more represented in your life. And I think for anyone who can relate to that will understand exactly, um, the beauty in that when you're on that high of yourself and, you know, the high of just, who you genuinely are or who you genuinely believe that you are. Um, there's just so much, there's so much, so much, so much behind that. Um, in my next episode, I'm probably going to talk about the Atlas of the Heart, which I'm currently trying to finish reading and just other things that I've been learning. Um, so it'll probably be a little bit more informational when it comes to just, you know, dissecting yourself and, you know, understanding yourself like basically all my episodes are, but this one is going to be referring to research that I've kind of been doing on my own to just better understand and put context and put verbiage, put language to what it is I've been feeling or dealing with. 
and I'm it's new to me. It's very, very new to me, but I love learning in some way, shape or form. I think learning is, it, it's a, it's a lifeline. It definitely, you know, fuels me. So thank you guys for listening to another episode. I deeply appreciate it. As always, check out everythingandme.com for more information. I've actually judged it up. So it looks a little different. Let me know what you think. And I look forward to chatting with you guys in my next episode.